Yes. And that you can't sit in a place of apathy and you can't have it the way if people are thirsty to go back to homogenous, all white churches or all black churches or all Asian church, we mm. need each other to survive. Yes, and do. it's time for a revolution. Yes, and is. I think that's what I want more than anything, because yes. I've never Ooh. felt so bonded to my Asian brothers and sisters. And I hate that, I, that what bonds us is the fact that I know their struggle firsthand. Yes. And I want to take their hand and say, yo, roll with me mm-hmm. because I know how to get through get this. Through it. Isn't that it? All right, and we're back. We are back to... We gonna figure it out. There you go. See, we did it in reverse this time. (laughs) All right, so here's some exciting news. We just got some toilet paper in from Amazon. Oh, thank goodness. Right. We almost, it was like 17 bucks, <laughs> but it was all I could find. It's the cotton nail. You know, I know you're not used to the cotton nail. I might as well, you're looking at it like it's one ply. From the- <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. Um, I was just yeah. trying to see how many, ro- how many rolls we, I think it's a, I think it's a 20 pack. For, for 24 $20? pack or something like that I forget. we'll have to look at it here in a minute hmm. but um, but that's the day and age we're living in like People that's a victory the, the fact that I was able to even get this case of tissue was a victory I, I was randomly up at 4 o'clock in the morning and was like gotcha <laughs> like I was excited <laughs> checking every day. I almost woke you up and was like I got him I finally got him <laughs> like it's out. It, we live in Mad Max out here for toilet paper. It's bad right. out here, man. It's bad out here. All right. So last episode, I left off talking about just this very thing, like the shopping experience has changed for us. Yes. And it's difficult right now. Right. Because it's required by the CDC that everybody now wears a mask yes. out in public. So before that came, or the day that that came down, which we were already doing it. We were already doing it. So I went to... Target because they're the only ones that sells this soap that's made by an African American company that we love to uh, support. It's called the Honey Pot. And so I wasn't gonna say what kind of soap, but you said it. So there you go. That's what it is. <laughs> so, I hey, no hey, shit. Yeah, translucent, yeah. transparent here. <laughs> there right? you go. So I went to went to Target because if you order it, it was like maybe you'll get it, or you know and. Ordering online is different because they give you other things that they think is close to it. Mm. And it's like, no, I don't want what's close to it. Like the other day, instead of, and I sound so privileged saying this. I sound so suburban. I was about to, I'm going to say it though. They're going to give me regular couscous instead of pearl couscous. And I was upset. (laughs) There's a difference between pearl couscous and regular couscous. Andrew has a problem with the texture. Of grits and couscous. Yes, Yes. I do. So, and. I don't mind it. Yeah. But but, uh, but back to the story. I put on my mask. I have on my gloves. And, you know, I have the black gloves. I have the, you know, I have my mask on. And people, like one, I had a, a one. Let's always put this in perspective. And to some people, they say this shouldn't matter. It doesn't count. But I have to be responsible to say this because it's a part of my life experience, even if it's not yours. Mm-hmm. I'm a black man in the community that there's not a lot of black men. Right. Even if you live in Vancouver, Washington, in different pockets, and there's a lot of African-Americans around, or if you see a lot of black faces, you're probably seeing a lot of Africans, but you're also not seeing a lot of black men. Yeah. And so 
I'm going into the store. First person jumps. Wow. Just kind of like jumps and looks. And then I have everyone kind of avoiding me, which I'm happy with <laughs> because we're supposed to distance. Like yes, if we're we and the owls aren't, they're going to, uh, stores are going to have to close down for a couple of days and move their owls. I could imagine to make sure that people are social distancing properly mm-hmm. um, because yeah, some of those owls were narrow and some people were like waiting at the end of the aisle and didn't, you know, while I was in the soap aisle and so, but then, Twice while at the store, people literally jumped when I came around the corner. Mm. And here's the part where the average person listening could say, well, that has nothing to do with your race. That has nothing to do with your size. But I am very aware that I am considered to be a a big black man to people. Mm -hmm. And I live with that regardless of, and I'm not, and and I hate that I even have to keep preferencing it. That is my thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But I live in a world where people are always trying to discredit my my experience. Yes. And I'm not race baiting here. I'm not trying to gain anyone's favor. I'm not trying to say, woe is me. I'm telling you what my experience is. Yes. Whether you're uncomfortable with facts. it or not, that's on you. Right. This is just the facts of it all. I'm living and that's and I'm blessed mm-hmm. because Terrence Crutcher can't say that. Right. Who fit the same bill. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'm walking around a corner and and I, I can't help but wonder what is this jump about? Mm-hmm. Because this is on the news. We're seeing this. We're supposed to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Why am I being like, why is it a surprise that I'm coming around the corner with this mask on? Right. And I think we're, we're, we're living in an age and I'm going to be real interested to see because I've cried about the fact that my son can't walk around this particular neighborhood with his hood on. Mm-hmm. I know he can't. And he knows he can't. And I know that my, my, you know, my son, my sons deal with that. Like, you know, when Navine would leave, it's like, yo, what time are you supposed to be back from? If he wasn't back from JC Penney's by nine seventeen when yeah. he got off at nine, it was like, where you at? <laughs> right. right. Because that's something we live with. Yes. Now, we say that, and I always have to preference it and just let people know that (laughs) we're good. We're good. We're good. You do your part to fight against it. Mm -hmm. I can't give you information or feelings on it. Right. You see something, you say something. Right. And when I say that, I mean, like, and I'm not mocking 9-11, you know, or anything when I say that, because that's what they said, you know, to if you think you see a terror, say something. Right. I, I am literally kind of standing in that same vein, though, you know, that it's just like, hey, if you see some injustice going on, if you see someone doing or saying something bigoted, you say something. Yes. That's the only way it's going to stop. And to 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 piggyback off of that, our Asian. Right. Uh, That's where I was going. Yeah. Are, are mm-hmm. really dealing with the racism of COVID-19 and all of that because of the factor that the virus stemmed from China. And yeah. so our Asians in, in, in America are dealing with this. Yes. They, they don't even want to go out and go and get the essential things that our they food need. pantry consistently at the door. Mm-hmm. There's always three or four people from the Asian community of park Rose Yes, at the front door first. And all four times that we did the food pantry, they did not show up. We have not seen them. 
And that's concerning us because they it won't is. even come and get the essentials. essentials. If I had their address, I would have give you know shown up. Right. But but they're scared to leave the house. And that was the point that I was getting at mm-hmm. was not to draw attention to me as an African-American right. saying, whoa, it's me because I have to wear a mask now. But here's the thing. Be- before I get to my main point, do know this about my point as far as what my personal experience is. I am freaking terrified going into the store with these masks on. Right. When I went to go buy gift cards, well-intentioned, I had to go buy $1,000 worth of gift cards from Fred Myers, mm-hmm. And they would not let me buy it in the first line. They right. sent me to another line. Mm-hmm. And then she said, well, what are you buying these cards for? Because people could, you could just be laundering money. And I'm like, $1,000? <laughs> Whoa, yeah. ooh, big money. <laughs> you know, but but the point is, you know. But see, and, and but I don't I even lo- think it would be questioned if it was coming from another. Well, so I lowered I my to- mask. I lowered my mask and I said, listen, I'm going to lower my mask so that you can see my full face. Here's my ID. You know, like I'm the pastor of this church that's right up the street. We have a food pantry. We've already given out money to, you know, we've already given out uh, $1,250 worth of gift cards to the school district. Now I'm trying to get more for people at the pantry and in this community. And the lady was like, oh, I'm not saying that you're not a bad. I'm not saying you're. But this is the thing now. but But now. You have two things. For one, you had to explain yourself. Which I shouldn't have to. Nope. And then two, now by having to lower your mask, you now put yourself at risk. Yeah. To bring, you know, to, to contract the virus. And so it's unfortunate that you can't be because every move that you're, I mean, it's like we have no room for error. We have no room yeah. for error. I mean, it's it's like it's unfortunate to think about and it really kind of makes me upset but I'm gonna let it go so I think for me we've always known that in America where there's gonna be different groups we we've we've cried this cry we fight this fight with our Mm son-in-law you know who uh you know who who's uh from El Salvador Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so we see this with the people in the Mexican community or people in the Hispanic community mm-hmm. who's scared to go out. If they even get, you know, if they get a stimulus check, they're scared to go out and, and go to bank. They're, they're distrusting of some of these places and they find themselves then subject to like payday lenders yeah. taking three or 4% of, of the pay that they get when they do get a check. Yes. We see some people who are just scared of ice Mm-hmm. showing up to food pantries, showing up to some of these places when people are the most vulnerable. Vulnerable, yeah. And so we see people who are staying, you know, who are in fear. Mm-hmm. Each one of us are walking around with a potential. Now, all of us, COVID has pretty much said, everybody come with me. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And it doesn't matter your economic status, your... uh political affiliation yeah. <laughs> none of that so, whether you're rich or poor, yeah. it doesn't matter so for me the point that i was getting at you know at the end of last show is what i'm looking most forward to is that my hope is that more people will come out of this mm-hmm. and have to deal with the injustices that exist yeah like the doctor uh who had to stand up and say he had to come back up to the stage and say let me say African-Americans, there is a health disparity and uh, disparity, and we do have to deal with this. Yes. And then he cited uh, the people in the gay community 
who had to fight through the AIDS epidemic. Yes. And so for him to be brave enough to stand up on the platform Mm -hmm. with the temperature of America, the being the way that it is right now, Mm -hmm. for him to stand, it took some bravery for him to do it. But it's not about him. It's Mm -hmm. about the words that he said rang true. Yeah. And what will we do? And my hope is that enough people will be forced to sit uncomfortable at home, maybe for a minute and maybe, and because we're pastors, I'm just going to say it from a spiritual standpoint mm-hmm. and forget the podcast entertainment standpoint. My hope is that people sit with Jesus. Yes. And I hope that they sit with that yes. conviction and they understand that, that, that Jesus had a political side. Jesus had a side that he was always, you know, for justice. Yes. Yes. And that you can't sit in a place of apathy and you can't have it the way if people are thirsty to go back to homogenous all white churches or all black churches or all Asian church we mm. need each other to survive yes, and do. it's time for a revolution yes, and is. I think that's what I want more than anything because yes. I've never Ooh. felt so bonded to my Asian brothers and sisters and I hate that, I, that what bonds us is the fact that I know their struggle firsthand yes and I want to take their hand and say yo roll with me mm-hmm. because I know how to get through Get through it isn't that it but it's about coming together it is and man you you said something but that's that's the revolution like that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping that this sparks revolution for the earth and that it will be televised it has no choice does it (laughs) (laughs) you know and and i think that that's that's what i'm hoping for but i'm not and i also understand that that's the naivety of like of having the hope of christ within me Right. I live and die with that, though. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with with being a sucker for love. Like I'm okay, and I hope that that's the way that that we stride toward that. I hope that we we put people in positions of power and give them a voice, that's so that we can change say. things. I, I think the beautiful thing is, though, regardless of what anybody else is doing, we can do those things. Yeah, we that's can, true. We can start yeah. the revolution. You know what I mean? We yeah. can do our part, and so. I think the beautiful part about it all is that we have the opportunity to take this um, situation, COVID-19 and what we're in. And when we come out of this, do the very things that we want to see. Yeah. You know, be your best self. Yeah. Yeah. Be your best self. Like we just talked about. Be your best self. Speak the words that need to be spoken. You know, do the things that need to be done. Reach out to those who need to be reached out to. I mean, it's just now is the time. Yeah. Now is the time. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so let, let's shift. Mm-hmm. Let's shift because the COVID conversation is going to be one that's going to be at the forefront of every show that we do for a while, like you said. Mm-hmm. And we've spent the first opening 15 minutes of this or 14 minutes or so kind of talking about this. So let's spend this last this latter part uh, talking about something a little bit lighter. Mm hmm relationships yes the obvious that most people want to talk about right now when it comes to relationships is like how are you getting along during COVID-19 yeah and that is a fun question but everyone else is doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but go ahead but I do want to point out though that um I pray for the people who are quarantined and they are in domestic abuse relationships yeah yeah. You know, those things concern of, me. Of because, all nature. Yeah. And, and one of the things when we talk about domestic abuse and not the words violence, mm-hmm. but we use the word abuse carefully because there's financial abuse, mm-hmm. there's mental abuse, 
There's different forms verbal. of abuse, verbal, that that tear away at the fabric of a relationship and a person's being. Mm-hmm. Um, financial abuse is one that is very hard right now during this time. If a person has no control over funds. Yes. And has no control over what goods come into the house. Mm-hmm. And that other person can say, well, I'm not going to buy toilet paper if you don't. Or I'm not, you know, all these type of things. Yeah. There are people who experience those type of things. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be, and, and it's not to say that so, and if someone is getting beat at this point, you know, those mm-hmm. are things that it's virus and no, you, you got to get to safety. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You got to get to safety. You have to. So, um, this is six healthy relationship habits. Most people think are toxic. And so, these are healthy, but people think they're this, toxic. This writer, uh, Mark, uh, his name's, uh, Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. He thinks these things are healthy okay but most people think they're toxic okay okay this first one it says letting some conflicts go unresolved so meaning it's out there and we're not gonna come to a resolution it's out there we just we don't even agree to disagree we just flat out disagree (laughs) (laughs) and then we move on and it's just it's out there and it's just gone what do you think about that? Without getting into the details of the articles or anything, what do you think about that? Well, I think everybody is different. So I think that you can't agree on everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, if I guess I don't like the word conflict, though, I think you come to a terms where you just agree to disagree. Right. I think there's a certain level of conflict that's healthy. Yeah. So I kind of agree with what he's saying mm-hmm. that. We're not going to always. So, for example, me and you, we've used this as an example. The beginning half of our relationship, we had a huge conflict that never really time didn't resolve it. Mm -hmm. The maturity and growth of just saying, yeah, this one conflict isn't worth the whole relationship. Mm -hmm. And then eventually perspectives changed. Right. But the conflict that we have in itself never changed. Mm hmm. Like, I never got over any of my social anxiety issues, really, in that perspective. Right. Uh, But my perspective changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that, like, I said, you know, I'm going to stay here and she better change. No, no, no. Not at all. I I dealt with that. Mm -hmm. And it caused depression and anxiety and all kind of other things that went with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it ended our relationship at one point. It did. Um, well, you know, because I didn't know how to navigate. Yeah. And so when you learn how to navigate and you learn, you learn a person, then you know that it's that their intention is good. You know, it's not a, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be this way or I'm trying to be negative or I'm trying to, you know, yeah. I have, I'm trying to have social anxiety. You know, nobody <laughs> wants to have social anxiety, but you know, that is just who, who you are. That's a facet of who you are. Yeah. And so learning that and learning, um, w- learning the, uh, characteristics, you know, learning, uh, I guess the attributes mm-hmm. of it all, it changes the perspective because it's like, okay, I understand that certain yeah. things trigger, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And I think the important thing to kind of go along with what the author is kind of intending here is that the reason why this is a still an unresolved conflict between us to some extent, it's not a conflict, but it's unresolved is that when I still suffer from it, mm-hmm. 
you still aren't happy with it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that doesn't mean right. she's like, oh, eh, you know, that's yeah. him. He's good. It's still like, ah, yeah. you know, and I'm still like, Ugh. you know, so mm-hmm. it's still a conflict, but we've learned to be mature. So here's number two. Okay. Being willing to hurt each other's feelings. Being willing to? Being willing to hurt the other person's feelings, yes. Being willing to hurt each other's feelings. I'm trying to look at it from a a, a positive objective. And I think maybe it's telling a person something that they need to hear, but knowing that it'll hurt their feelings. So here's, the author alludes to it a little bit in the article. And here's where I see this as a man. One of the biggest things where we've been taught through movies, TV, and reality Mm-hmm. that one of the hardest things to do as a man is if you come to me and say, uh, how do I look in this? Mm-hmm. To be honest. To be honest, <laughs> knowing that it's going to hurt your feelings, knowing that right. like, if I go through my mind and I think, how could I say this? It's not going to hurt her feelings. And then I realize, it, I can realize, oh, it's either lie or hurt her feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think loving a person enough to be able to hurt their feelings opposed to lie to yeah, them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is the most important. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very important to be mature enough to be in that space. But that's hard. It is hard. But, but you have to have a total trust and you have to have a, a, a true knowing of your of your partner. Yeah. Because you you know that their intention is not to hurt you or harm you. It is to help, you know, and to give you truth. And so that's what I was saying. It's just that. Sometimes we have to say things that truth hurts, basically like that saying mm. the truth hurts. And yeah. so there, there it is. It, yeah, I think that's the there's areas of our life. I think for me, <laughs> it's so funny because there's sometimes where there's these areas where you're like, it's not about truth or it's not about like whether I hurt you or not. Sometimes things don't matter to you that matter to the other person. Mm. And you're like. Because it doesn't matter to me, I can end up hurting the person. So, for example, my weight meant a lot to me for years, although it was like unspoken, but it did mean a lot. Mm -hmm. So whether I lost a lot of weight or whether I was gaining a lot of weight, you didn't chime in one way or another. Right. Never have. (laughs) No. (laughs) And on both ends of the perspective, uh, on both ends of the spectrum, I've looked at pictures and I was like, you should have told me that my head was so big and my body was so little and I looked weird. And now I'm on, I'm back on my other end of the, pers- you know, the other end of the spectrum. I'm like, you should have told me about 20 pounds ago <laughs> that I'm getting kind of wide <laughs> and you don't care one way or another. It didn't matter how you would have framed it. It would have hurt my feelings because I am sensitive about it. Right. 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 But there's this part of me, some odd reason there's this part of me is like, but I wish she would have said it. <laughs> Why? Why do I want my feelings hurt? I don't know. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And then, but you, you're like, hey, I am what I am. <laughs> you know, like, well, I, I, I think, don't say nothing to me. Well, it <laughs> well, <laughs> don't do me. <laughs> no. I think the thing is, I think we both know. Yeah, you you do. You know what I'm saying? So we both know. We both know what we have to do. It's something that we talk about. So why yeah. would I add to that? Knowing right. that you already know this and knowing that I already know this. For you myself. know that I know that you know the deal. <laughs> so it's the whole JJ fad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So the third one is being willing to end it. 
being willing to end it, which was healthy for we can say that this guy's right now to some truth because we actually ended our relationship mm-hmm. knowing and was willing to end it, not knowing the outcome. It's sort of like the right. Like the old saying, like, you know, if you release a bird or whatever, if, if it, it comes, comes back, back to you, it's yours. No, I definitely, no, I definitely agree with that. I always have. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, I dropped something the other day and he was like, hey, I'm willing to end this right now. Whatever. No. Whoa. You made that up. Like, I will end this. No, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm just thinking about relationships as a whole, you know, like the advice that I would give people someone is that, Hey, if this is not a healthy relationship, right. end it, end, end it. it. And, and people say that's easier said than done. My, my thing is, yes, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yes. You're going to deal with the emotions of it, but you'll have a peace of mind. Yeah. And I think a peace of mind is greater than anything that you can, you know, have mentally. Well, I think boundaries is the first thing that it teaches you too. Mm-hmm. If you are, if a relationship is so important to you that the mm-hmm. possibility of it being over is is like out of bounds, you can get into some unhealthy spaces. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so I'm not saying like keep divorce on the table. Like I would never tell a married couple to keep divorce on the table. I still feel like that should always be off the table. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like in order to say that, there's a mindset that it has to come with. Mm-hmm. And that mindset has to be one that's set up with boundaries. Right. So I can't be an abusive person with an abusive mindset and say divorce is never on the table. Right. Like, no, bro. Like, divorce is always, always on, on the table, table if you're abusive. abusive right? <laughs> like, always. <laughs> it should be at the forefront of your mind yes. and your spouse's mind. Every time you you go to hit a person, yell at them, scream, call them that, all those different things that I come mean, along marriage, with the abusive relationship, it's there. You shouldn't even be at but, the at the at the stage of 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 a relationship if you can find out that a person is abusive. Right, and, and that's and so and what we're saying here is not that hey, if you're in an abusive relationship, go out and divorce this person. But what we are saying is get healthy, get healthy, because marriage and relationships in general, we talk from a married perspective, but this also could go for a healthy dating relationship. Mm -hmm. You have to be healthy to be with another person. So here's what we're saying. If you're with a person and you're really with them, if you don't have a healthy mindset, then you're doing yourself a great injustice. And that other person. Because ultimately it ends with pain Mm -hmm. and charges. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like all kind of other things. It can be other things too. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I learned from my time as a police chaplain and um, even when I filmed uh, the play, the uh, copped out play, it reminded me is that you never want to end up in a situation where you're inviting a person with a gun into your relationship. If you end up in a spot where you got to call the police to resolve an issue, you're calling a person with a gun, not a marriage counselor. You're calling a person with a gun to resolve your issue. Mm. And I heard that from the mouth of cops. Mm. Like they would always be like, listen, I'm not trained for this. You're calling a guy with a gun, a nightstick, and pepper spray. Like I'm I'm here to stop conflict that's a danger to someone. Not you two, (laughs) not not you two yelling at each other, right? You know, and and yeah, you need 
You need no, professional pre- help. <laughs> and that mean, and the first thing that prevents it from going that deep is being in healthy mindset yourself. Mm-hmm. Being in a space where you can exist with just you and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I always preference when we talk like this is that once again, we're not pro divorce or any of those things. But one of the things that made me know that me and you were going to be married was when you said, I don't need a man. All I need is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, boom, there you go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an individual mindset. There's like all I ha- I have what centers me. Yes. You compliment me. Right. And we're in healthy spaces. Mm-hmm. Right now during COVID, it's kind of hard because those healthy spaces can be violated. Yeah, they can. And there are some people right now who are realizing this relationship's toxic. I need to move. But they're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, apartments and other things ain't moving you right. for a while, you know, right. or in all these different things. But And then, th- you know, people can't get to, you know, especially if they were working, working out something with like their therapist or yeah. their counselor. Well, and, yeah, telehealth. Yeah. yeah, they have telehealth, yeah. which yeah. is great. But sometimes people need to physically be there. You know, I don't know. In order to open up like, yeah, like I, I think if I was doing a counseling session and I knew that you were in the other room. Mm hmm. I might not talk as freely as maybe exactly. I would, you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So number four, um, this one's weird. <laughs> it is feeling attraction for people outside the relationship. Mm. When you say, att- I mean, we need a little bit more. No, nah, man, you're going to have to go ahead and talk through this. Okay. I'm just- <laughs> I got to sneeze. I'm sorry. So I think. <laughs> Oh, right before I can mute, hit the mute button. It's Sorry. cool. We keep it real on this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's not COVID, y'all. Okay. <laughs> but, I know you better uh, spray now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, my thought, though, is that um, he is really spraying the lights out, y'all. <laughs> there we go. It's okay. A little bit on that. No. I mean, you legit sneeze, though. Like, I'm not being a bad husband here. <laughs> no, it's good. It's all good. But Uh, I think, yeah, feeling attraction for people outside the relationship. I think feeling attraction. I mean, I think just seeing an attractive person and saying that's an attractive person is totally fine. But feeling a whole attraction for a person, that's a a person. Yeah. But because how do you get there? It says for people, not a person. Well, so, yeah, but I'm saying how do you get there where you feel an attraction for them? Is it? Because you can see a person and say, "Mm, that's an attractive person. Right. That's cool. But if you're feeling attraction for another person uh for people then that means you've had some time to uh, yeah form so, something yeah <laughs> that's what i think well i think it's a slippery slope right mm-hmm. because we know that people are beautiful that god makes people beautiful mm-hmm. i think each one of us have to explore and know who we are right so on a personal level me and you have gone through this where We've been together for, oh, Jesus, 13 years, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, no, hold on. I mean, yeah. It feels like more than that. It's been 13 years. Braden's 12. Okay. So, yeah. So, we've been together off and on 13 years. Married nine. One on nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how many times have you heard me say a woman was attractive? Not a lot. Probably, maybe, and it, it it's and it's also based on me saying, "Oh, isn't she pretty?" And then it's like, "Yeah, she is," but right. you don't say you don't say that you don't right you don't mention it you don't 
And that's a difficult process for me because I don't, you know what, as a young man, I learned how to lust and, and I locked it in that zone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, and so once I got a little bit older, it was just like, you stay away from it. You just stay away from it. And the older I get, the more my mind is set into this place where I'm like, I'm comfortable being who I am. And I realize I can say that that woman's attractive and I'm not trying to jump her bones. Mm-hmm. But 20 something year old me didn't know how to say like, if she's pretty, it's like, well, is there a possibility? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in the back of my head. And it's like, you know, you don't. And that's just what lust does. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Sean C. Johnson has a song where he, he kind of talks about his struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he says like, I'm a pig and, uh, in the morning like bacon like he's always talking about like how when he looks at a woman like it's always do i have a chance mm-hmm. and he talks about like that's just the struggle of men it, it you know with, with with men with that and i'm not gonna say all men because women have it too mm-hmm. yeah and so for me i think that getting older it took for me to be able to say like okay what is beauty defined outside of perversion Mm, that's good stuff. so like pornography and not just like hardcore pornography right but like pornography by the literal definition right so sexual images Mm -hmm. formed a lot of my the foundation of my sexuality Mm -hmm. so how i view women was always altered by their sexuality Mm -hmm. so what i find beautiful about them would always be like oh is it their chest or is it their their bottom like you know what i'm saying all those type of things right and so i got a little i've gotten older and you remove yourself from that and it's like oh the beauty is in like her mind the Mm -hmm. beauty is in like what she's doing the beauty is in her strength and then it's so funny you start to see the strength and the struggle of a person and it supersedes makeup and mm-hmm. it goes beyond like so I find myself saying oh this woman's beautiful mm-hmm. so here's a, a transparent example of this one right okay 2002 you couldn't tell me anything about Serena Williams right mm-hmm. after the cat suit couldn't tell me nothing <laughs> but that I was basing it off of her being one of the like in my mind one of the, the most beautiful women in the world only based off of her physical attributes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 2016, 2017. Yes. My heart was broke watching the struggle that she was going through with the discrimination, all the things. She has a child, mm-hmm. comes back in 2000, was it 2018 to begin of 2000? And then like the whole thing with the, the judge doing the Osaka yes, uh, match. Yes. And like how she's just like this mentor how she's really honestly one of the greatest athletes, yes. period. Not just women. Yeah, greatest athletes. Because I ain't never known a man to have a whole human come out of them and then still come back and compete on championship levels. I mean, and then... Or know, have a whole com- human coming out on period. Men ain't having that. Like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> but just competing while pregnant, too. Right. You know? Winning while pregnant. Yes. So all of these things combined, I'm like, I can't think of a more powerful being. Mm-hmm a more beautiful being than this woman. Right. It has nothing to do with her physical attributes. Right. It has nothing to do with what her body looks like or any of those other things. Mm-hmm. So there was a big difference between, you know, 20, you know, 22 year old Andrew 
and our 21 year old Andrew and 37 year old Andrew, 36 year old Andrew. you know what I'm saying? So it's just right. like, there's a big difference. Right. And it just, it took me to grow up and realize, okay, I can find beauty in different spots. And now I, if you see me not saying it as much, it's because it's more of an introspective statement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it and it's not just about, oh, she has a pretty, like, so now the words change. So am I attracted? I, this is not, this is where I do disagree with the actual. The statement. There. The statement. Mm-hmm. To be attracted. I don't know if you would consider what I just said as attracted that I recognize this woman's greatness. No, I think. And that is an attractive attribute of her. Mm -hmm. And I guess you could say like the reality for me as a married man, everything that I actually see in Serena that I just described, I see in you Mm -hmm. and I'm attracted to that in you. Look at him trying to get some points. Yeah, I do what I can do when I do it. (laughs) You threw that in there. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, but it's true. You see what I'm saying? So, but it's kind of like, but that's where I'm at. Like, and that's, that's kind of the, the insight into like the way a a guy, a, a guy sees it out as he gets older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's a beautiful thing to be able to mature in that way. Um, you know, where your your perspective changes and you're able to see beauty in a different light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being attracted, tough one. Yeah. Um, I think we should we should circle back around to this one day and hear your point of view on this more in depth, because I feel like I put myself out there <laughs> and I didn't hear much from you. Well, I told you in the beginning, I. I don't agree with how he said it, you know, yeah. I don't, I, because to me, an attraction means that you've, you've had to tr- kind of get to know someone and I don't think that you it's should deeper. be deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that you should be getting to know someone and on, on a level of finding attraction when you are it, with well, a person. So, Cause we, it's our show. We can expand the time. Right. And we're not going to go to, but let me ask you this. Some people go deep on this, mm-hmm. right? So there are people who have like people that they, they don't cheat with, but they find themselves attracted to during different points of the marriage of their marriage. So marriage is a marathon, right? Mm -hmm. And you can hear people say people who've been successfully married, say you married, say, you know, there was a guy or there was a girl back 20 years ago that I worked in the office with Mm -hmm. that if it wasn't for my wife, if it wasn't for my husband, we had great chemistry and things could have happened, Mm -hmm. but nothing did happen because I have a wife or because I have a husband. Do you view that that. as, I mean, do you see see that that as an unhealthy thing for a marriage? Um, I think that it can cause issues. I do. Yeah. Um, I do think that it can cause conflict and everything like that because when when you have an attraction to someone, it's like some of your attention is elsewhere. And so it's not all on the person that you are with, you know. And so a person, you know, you, the 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 other party can start feeling like something's up. People so, can feel people what can if, feel when this stuff is divided. So you're a wife right now mm-hmm. and you've been in other relationships before you was a wife. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend or husband comes home and says, you know, curl at the office. Just 
if it wasn't for me and you, Curl at the office could get it right now. You know, like Curl was listens to me. She is funny and she is easy on the eyes. But I ain't going to do nothing because, you know, I'm not going there. I just but we're best friends. I just had to tell you, Curl was looking right today. Mm-hmm. And then I, but I actually will welcome that. That kind of and and I, the reason why I say that is because why sit there and struggle with this thought that you're having? If you are with your with your spouse, your partner, whatever, you should be. That's the freedom that I'm talking about. You should be be able to be free enough to say, "Man, mm, you're gonna get some disagreements on that one." <laughs> Pete, but, you know, I but but that but that's yeah. I'm comfortable. I think. Sometimes insecurities can stop mm-hmm. people from being that comfortable. I'm really comfortable with that. Right. I'm not- I think so for me, are you but you say that, but are you comfortable enough with me? Yes. To that's kind of, like what I'm if saying. I'm sitting in there chilling and you walk in and you be like, you know, I was just at the grocery store and the dude checking me out. Hey. Oh, I don't think you're comfortable with it. No. <laughs> that's what I was, but that but see, that's what I'm saying. Like no. so So I feel like you know, I would have to sit with that and not even have to not even be able to share that with you. But for mm. me, I am comfortable with you telling me that that truth. I, I just am. So with the so if I came to you and was like, hey, curl at the office, man. And then you came and you in turn was like, oh, you had curl today. But let me tell you about Bobby <laughs> at the, you know, at the supermarket. Let me tell you. He can bag my groceries. And right. it's just like, you know, here, nobody bags your groceries. So I'm like, <laughs> wow. You know, like, does that is that a healthy relationship? And y'all just move on about your day and everything's fine. Yeah. So is it unhealthy then that you may want, because I'm your best friend, you want to come home and tell me about grocery store Greg. Mm-hmm. And, but you can't. Right. That's unhealthy. I, I kind of think so. Ooh, so that means we got some work to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, the name of the show is We Gonna Figure It Out. All right. So number five, spending time apart. It's interesting. Yes. Yeah. I well, think that's very yeah, helpful. we we do this. <laughs> like yeah. we're we're okay with that one. Yeah. Like uh, spending time apart, especially after these revelations about grocery store Greg. <laughs> <We're> gonna- <laughs> But no, I think now, and if you're listening, do know that we're entrepreneurs and pastors. Like we literally spend every every day. And, and I'm not saying this as a, as slight or anything like that. Virginia don't go into grocery stores at all. Listen, no, y'all can know. I do not like the grocery store. I only go if I have to. Yeah. And I will do it. If Andrew says, look, I really need you to go. (laughs) I was out of town and I was like, Oh Jesus. She needs to go to the girl. I did not want to tell you, ask you to go to the grocery <laughs> but store. But see, I did it with no problem, though, didn't I? You did. Because that's what you do. Like, I know when I have, to, I need to step up and do whatever it is I need to do. I can do it. Now, listen, I've been an independent single woman before. I've had to do the grocery store. But since Andrew yeah. likes to do it, hey. You're right. Thankful for that. You know, I, I praise God for that because that is not something that I like to do, but I will do it. Most people don't. Most people don't. All right. So spending time apart, I think the only thing that we can add to that statement is that it, it we we do it on small levels because I am an introverted person. Um, we work together a lot. 
mm-hmm. we're together but yet apart in the same room sometimes like mm-hmm. majority of the time uh notializing takes us away from each other like i could literally be holding a conversation in the room you will have no clue what I'm talking about. If I'm talking to Brayden, because you're in your phone, right? Right, or and I, I feel like you're not talking to me. So. Right, exactly. It's like, none of my business. And I could be, you know, <laughs> uh, editing a podcast and have no clue what she's talking about. Yeah. So, like, we're, we will be in the same space and be apart. But this is a bigger, broader thing. I think we have anxiety when we do have to go on business trips away from each other. Yeah, I don't like Um it. I cope decent. Yeah, I think you do better with than it. I do. I, um, it's the because I'm a thing. loner. Yeah, like I'm I'm decent with it, but it it has its limitation. Like day two, I'm like, all right, now come on now. <laughs> like, now here's the thing: if I know I'm going home to family and stuff, where it's just gonna kind of fill that void, I'm good. But if I'm going on a business trip or something like that, yeah. or but I, I think I have the most issues when you go away, right? And I, I go away a lot. And I, I always <laughs> get this this weird kind of like attitude, don't I? Yeah, you do. And it's just like the night before, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, I got a lot to pack. And I know I'm on my own on this. And I just be like, sulking. ain't you going to hair up and back? I just sulk a little bit. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, you know, I think that's a part of kind of becoming one. Yeah. All right. Last thing, accepting your partner's flaws. Yes. Accepting your partner's flaws. Yeah, that's I think we, we've reviewed that yeah, enough on like you can see in person that we accept each other's flaws. Yeah. It took a while for us to get to that place it to did. understand that for me, I got to that place when I understood that that was a violation of boundaries. That was a violation. That was being abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have a preconceived notion of what someone can be, I am not giving them the freedom to be their best self. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is all about. It's like us coming together should be me bringing out the best in you and you yeah. bringing out the best in me. And I can't have these preconceived notions of who you should be, nor should you have, you know, so to the point that we can't accept that, you know, this is a flaw. Mm-hmm. You know, this person, there's some things that are unacceptable, you know, like that are, you know, like that, that are big deal breakers. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of being able to end it. Yes. That's part of being able to talk about some things. If a person is just like, hey, their flaw is I only bathe once a, once a week. That's a big flaw. (laughs) flaw. You need to figure these things out. Like you may not have a relationship worth working out, especially during COVID. Oh my gosh. You know, absolutely. So that's our show for today we've yes. entertained you guys for roughly 45 46 minutes 45 minutes and so but hey it went by really fast we talked about COVID at the beginning uh coming up next we're going to talk about our kids we're going to do a show all about what does it mean to kind of parent through this COVID uh and it won't be a whole 45 minutes all right <laughs> so we love you guys thank you for listening all right